Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 202 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. It is awesome to have you with us on the program today. We're gathering leaders and emerging influencers from all over the globe, focusing on leadership development. Today, we're beginning a brand new series, one designed specifically to help you finish this year very, very strong and prepare you for your very best year ever. For the next number of weeks, we're going to be talking about framing your future on the foundation of unlimited possibility. Well, another year is swiftly coming to an end. At the time of this recording, we are in the month of November, uh, mid-November almost, and we are looking down the barrel of another new beginning. And maybe you're listening to this six months down the road. I don't know. But wherever you are and whenever you're hearing this, we're going to talk about something today that I believe is going to impact your future. As I mentioned a moment ago, this new series we're beginning, we're talking about framing your future on a foundation that is going to catapult you into unlimited possibilities. And, you know, we look to our past and we consider what we've accomplished. We look to our future and sometimes we see uncertainty and we may even see some roadblocks or some real challenges ahead. Sometimes we just see a blank page and we have no idea what the future holds. Here's what I know. How you see your future will determine what you will get out of it. If you expect more of the same, that shall ye have. <laughs> if you expect newer and bigger and better and broader, greater things, well, that's what you're going to realize. The good book, the most incredible book ever written, in my opinion, the Bible states this very clear principle. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So how do I frame my future on a foundation of hope? How do we reframe our minds and our hearts, our vision, so that we're able to see the real possibilities sans limitation or lack? In this session, I want to begin the series by sharing with you a simple concept that I believe is going to help you frame your mind, your thoughts, your beliefs, and most of all, that beautiful heart of yours for a future that is better than you've ever experienced, better than you've ever realized possible, and certainly better than you've ever known. This session, I want to call very simply more. 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 M-O-R-E. More. You say, well, Brian, that sounds really greedy right off the bat. You know, you should be satisfied with what you have, 
satisfied with what you've accomplished, satisfied with where you are in life. And I want to start today by disagreeing with you. (laughs) Uh, I believe that growth is a quality and an activity that is necessary for life. You hear me say all of the time on this program that living things grow, growing things change. And growth means more. It means bigger. It means more production, more productivity, more creativity, more life. And so I want to share with you this concept today on more. And more is really an acronym. It's just a, a kind of a toy on words here so we can look at some concepts that I I know are essential for us really prepping our hearts and framing our future on the basis of possibility as opposed to impossibility. Before I begin in this presentation, I want to share with you that in our country, that is the United States of America, and many of you listen uh, on this continent, and the rest of you that listen from around the world, we welcome you and we're glad you're here, but just allow me to digress for a moment. We've recently endured a devastatingly confusing and frustrating and just disappointing season uh, that we call an election cycle. It's been horrible to deal with, quite honestly. It's been painful to deal with. And we have just experienced uh, a presidential election and things are still up in arms and there's still confusion. There's still things happening uh, around all of that. And I will tell you, I I talk to a lot of people, I hear a lot of people express their concern for the future. They express their fear. Oh my gosh, what is tomorrow going to hold? What's going to happen for me, for my business, for my ministry, for my leadership? How am I going to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish as things around me are in such difficult and dire circumstances? I have dear friends who are listening to this podcast now that live in other parts of the world. Southern Africa uh, comes to mind, Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Mozambique, and Malawi, and down through South Africa. And, And I know that you all right now are experiencing all kinds of difficulties and challenges and uh, we, we think our problems here in the U.S. of A. are just so incredible, but yet as I've traveled to 18 countries in the last 20 years, I've recognized that we all have challenges. We all have struggles, and however one wants to measure those or compare those, that's fine, but the truth is is that how you see your future is exactly what you can receive from it. I'm telling you right now, in spite of the circumstance, in spite of the conditions in spite of the attitudes and the temperature of the social and cultural climate all around you, you can frame your future on a foundation based in faith, based in possibility, based in opportunity. And that's what I want to talk about these next number of weeks because I want you to enter into this new season, this new year, with great hope, with great faith, and with great confidence. Let's talk about more. The word more, we'll begin with the letter M. More is really what it sounds like. It's about increase. It's about multiplication. It's about addition. It's about your bank account being bigger this time next year than it is today. It's about your business being more influential and having a broader market share. 
uh, this coming year. It's about your ministry impacting the lives of more and more people. It's about you and what it is you are created to do, having a, a farther reach. It's about more. More is just more. But let's use this as a starting block today, and let's look at each letter in the word more, and let's expand on some of the key principles that must come into play if we're going to realize more. Well, mindset, that's M, mindset. Let's begin with mindset. M is for mindset and money, by the way. Uh, Let me just share with you that what you believe to be true about life, about possibility, about opportunity, about your business, about your worth, about your value, about your family, about your marriage, and I could go on. What you believe to be true is going to manifest in a very real way in your life. If you have a mindset that is poverty, a mindset that is lack, a mindset that is scarcity, a mindset that is, well, the political world is going to dictate to me what I can and can't do in my life. If your mindset is one of uh, being a subject versus being a son of the Most High God in this case, if you'll allow me. Uh, Those that know me know I'm going to speak from a biblical worldview, but you can't think in terms of being a slave or being a son when you are created to function a, a, a slave rather or a servant or a subject. You must think like a son because as we come into this new season more and more, the world is going to begin to look to us for solutions and for answers and for resources. So I want to challenge you on this first letter today, M, what is your mindset Listen, it's November 2016 at the time of this taping, and I want to come right into your earbuds right now, right into your automobile, right into your living room, wherever you're listening to this, and I want to say, you better check your head, check your mindset, check your thinking, check your belief systems, because they are going to frame for you what you have and what you don't have next year. And if you're not satisfied, if you know there's more for you, then it begins with this space between your ears. And so I'm going to challenge you right now. Make a list. What are the beliefs that are holding me back? What are the mindsets that I picked up as a child? What are the, what's the framework as to how I see life, how I see relationships? How do I think about money? M is for mindset and money, and it has to start there. I want you to take time these last few weeks of 2016, and I want you to sit down and meditate on, think about If you're a Christian or a believer, ask God to help you to see what's in your head that's keeping you from receiving all the blessings, all the good things, all of the advantages that are available to you in this life. Check your mindset. Well, while we're on the M word, let's talk about money for a moment. Money solveth all things. Money is not evil. The love or the avarice or the the passion for money is in and of itself can create huge problems, but money's not evil. And so here's the thing. I promise you there's not one single problem that you or I have that money can't solve. I'm not talking about prosperity gospel and get rich quick. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about resources are what makes the world happen. If you want to solve the problems of our world, then you must have the resources to do so. Uh, If you want to feed thousands of starving children in very desperate parts of the world, I promise you all you need is a few million dollars and you can make a generational difference. 
if you want to help someone who is not going to have very much of a Christmas for their children this year because they simply don't have the resources to do it, but you want to be a blessing, guess what it takes? It takes you having the resources to do it. You see, when I talk about more, I want and I believe God wants me to experience and to have available to me more resources in the form of financial monetary blessing in my life in 2017. I believe that because the more that I am able to have available to me, the more of a difference I can make in the lives of other people. You see, my focus is on serving other people. And now those people that are greedy, those people that simply want to grow wealth to themselves and they don't have a generous heart, uh, I'm not talking to you. That that's you, you deal with your own issues, but I'm talking to those that have a heart to give, a heart to minister, a heart to bless others, a heart to to sow and to make contributions to worthy causes. I want you to begin to think more in the area of your money. You say, "My gosh, Brian, you're passionate today." Yes, I am because I want to challenge this lack scarcity mindset. So M, ladies and gentlemen, is for mindset, and it's also about money. Let's talk about the letter O, the letter O. There's two things that I think about when I think about the letter O. The first word is opportunities, opportunities. Now, many would try to convince you that there are few, if any, opportunities for people like me and you in this world. Well, you know, they're, they're, the economy is really horrible and, uh, and you know, uh, entrepreneurship is really going by the wayside. And, you know, there's really a lot of persecution and a lot of stuff happening with 501c3s and nonprofit operations and endeavors and, and blah, 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 blah. And we can literally convince ourselves that there are no opportunities. But let me just challenge you in this way today. I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that we've never seen a time in our history where there have been greater, more prolific, and more numerous opportunities available to you and I. A person who believes they can, a person who believes they have what it takes, a person who believes that even if they don't today have all the answers, they know that they're called, they feel compelled to do something great with their lives, to that person The gateways, the floodgates of opportunities open to you. If you're an investor, there are opportunities. If you do real estate, there's opportunities. If you're a business person who has a business acumen about you, there are opportunities. If you are someone who who knows how to work money, there are opportunities for you. If you are a person who wants to teach and wants to train and wants to mentor other people, there are opportunities for you. If you're a person who wants to write a book and publish a book, oh my gosh, it's a thousand times easier to write and publish a book today than it's ever been. There are opportunities abounding. Opportunities. Well, sometimes that brings into question another O word, and that is occupation. My dear friend and a person I consider a mentor in my life, Dan Miller, 48 Days to the Work You Love, great author, great speaker, great coach, great trainer. He often challenges us to think in terms of if you are doing a deal that you hate doing, that you're not fulfilled in, that you're not making the kind of money you know you're capable of, if you're in an occupation or a job that is just not cutting it for you, well, you got to go back to number one, which is mindset, and and shift your thinking. Make a small adjustment, a, a little bit of a pivot, and know 
that occupationally speaking, there are opportunities available to you where you can do what you love doing. You can engage in what you're passionate about. You can absolutely do the thing that you are created to do and yes, make a great living at it. Oh, occupation and opportunities. Never underestimate the power that is right at your fingertips. Ladies and gentlemen, just Google something. I promise you, if you have a heart to do it and you have a belief formed in your heart that you can do it, it can be done. And the resources you need, the relationships you need, the connections and the right uh, sources you need, those things will be attracted to you if you but believe that there are so many wonderful opportunities available and you can do the work that really matters and really fulfills you. Let's talk about the letter R in more. There are several things that come to mind here, but I want to focus primarily on one of those, recreation, or as I like to call it, re-creation. You say, well, Brian, are you encouraging me to go out and do more water skiing and golfing and whatever? You know what? That probably is a part of this R factor. Because I do believe that rest and rejuvenation and renewing your mind and, and allowing yourself the, the opportunities to, to take some time away, those things are critically important to recreating. What do you mean, Brian, recreating? Well, it's like this. The word recreation oftentimes conjures in our minds outdoor activities and you know various hiking and, and golfing and whatever else there is to do like that. But I want you to think about the word in its purest sense. It's recreation. It is it is what all of creation does naturally. What do you mean, Brian? Well, every single second, every millisecond, my body is being regenerated. It's there are, there are cells recreating. There are new things coming to the surface. While my skin cells are dying, other ones are being born and, and created. So there's this constant process of new life emerging, new creativity coming to bear. There's always this idea of, of it's not that just that every season has to come to an end, but if I am positioning myself right, if my mindset is right, if I'm thinking in the right directions, then recreation is taking place all the time. I don't have to deal with stagnant ideas. I don't have to deal with old thinking. I don't have to deal with the same old, same old every day. I can actually step into something that's brand new and fresh and vibrant and full of life because I have allowed recreation to take place from the inside of me and express itself on the outside of me. Recreation. I mentioned rest a moment ago and I will tell you that uh, you know there's all kinds of studies out there. Some people say you can survive on four hours of sleep. Some people say you got to have eight or nine. And you know what? Uh, they're all probably right on some level, and they probably have some science to back up each of their particular positions. Here's what I'm talking about, though. I'm not talking necessarily about your sleep. I'm talking about more your mind and your overall being. You you need to adopt a frame where you can rest. You say, well, Brian, I got to work. I know. But even your work can be framed in the context of a restful place, meaning you're not striving. You're not beating your head against a wall. Oh, yeah, it's hard work. Got to put in the hours. Got to do the deal because things aren't just going to pop in your lap. 
But I'm talking about even when you're working hard, some of you 50, 60, 70 hours a week, if you're doing what you're born to do, if you're flowing in your grace and your giftedness, if you are engaged with the process of constantly recreating energy and creativity and ideas, then even the most challenging of work can be restful. So R is for recreation and it is for operating from a place of rest. Let's talk about the letter E in this really powerful word formula. Well, there's so many words that I could use here again. I want to talk about a few of them. Exercise, energy, and effectiveness. Exercise, energy, and effectiveness. O'Brien, are you going to sit here now and make sure that we're all on an exercise program before the first of the year? Well, that'd be a great idea. Uh, Because your body, your physical body is only going to perform to the level of the health that it's walking in. And so, yeah, I'm encouraging you to do just that. Get some exercise. But exercise can be physical. Exercise can be mental. Exercise, you can exercise your spiritual acuity. I'm talking about exercising your, your person so that every day you're reading and growing, every day you're learning something new, every day you're challenging your mind and your thinking, every day you're, you're working on being at a place of peace emotionally, spiritually, every day you're working on your relationship with God. My point is, is that exercise is about more than walking a few miles a day or hitting the gym or doing your, your CrossFit or whatever it is. Exercise is about constantly working on you. And I will tell you this, just as in physical exercise, the more healthy you become in those areas of your life, the more energy you have. Now think about this. Your energy level, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, consciously, unconsciously, your energy level is going to determine the outcome of your performance in your work. How well you perform is based on your energy levels. And so if you're constantly developing yourself and exercising in these various categories of our personhood, then you're going to have greater mental energy, greater mental focus. You're going to have greater spiritual acuity and insight. You're going to be able to hear the voice of God more clearly when he speaks to you and gives you a strategy or an idea. Your body, your physical body is going to have more endurance, more perseverance. You're going to have uh, the ability to, to work harder and longer and yet still be in great shape and be able to perform well. So if you exercise, you have energy. And if you, if you have energy, then it produces a level of productivity and effectiveness and outcome like you've never seen before. Are you hearing what I'm saying? More. Mindset and money, opportunities, really evaluating your occupation. The letter R for recreation and rest, functioning in a place of rest. And then E is for exercise and energy and effectiveness. These are such powerful cornerstones, if you will. They're pinions in this matrix of of building a powerful life. And if you're going to take your life and your leadership to an all new level in 2017, these are some areas that I know you and I must look at closely. 
I want to give you a few insights from the scriptures. I don't often bring up scriptures on the program. However, I am certainly reliant on the principles, the spiritual laws, the the universal laws that are contained there, the Proverbs, the wisdom. In fact, it's the greatest book ever written on wisdom. And as it relates to this idea of more, some of you might be saying, well, where is that in the scripture? Well, I want to help you right now. I want to challenge you because I literally could have a two or three hour program and not be able to finish reciting to you the many scriptures that validate and affirm this concept that God wants you to experience more. But let me give you just a few. The first one is in Chronicles, and it's this prayer that this gentleman made that has become incredibly famous around the world in both secular and sacred spaces, and it's something that we oftentimes refer to as the prayer of Jabez. Jabez simply said this to God, O Lord, that you would bless me. In fact, bless me indeed. He just reiterated it with a double emphasis. Bless me. Bless me indeed. And then he says, enlarge my territory. (laughs) That sounds like more to me. And then he said, let your hand be with me and let everything that I touch be multiplied. Do you understand that this person had some type of really incredible insight because he knew to pray a prayer that God would be motivated to grant. And by the way, the scripture says that God granted him his request. So God did bless him and bless him double. God did enlarge his influence, enlarged his business, enlarged his his financial holdings, enlarged everything about his life, his territory. I like to call it your measure of influence. God did put his hand on Jabez, and everything Jabez did was multiplied extravagantly because he simply believed that God wanted to do this for them. He asked of God, and God said, sure, I'm happy to do that for you. More. In the book of Isaiah, in fact, one of my favorite books in the Bible, chapter 54 Verse 2, we are given this instruction. It's not really a, a some sort of a suggestion. It's like, do this. And the prophet says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not limit or hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Now, let me put this in everyday language, Okay. He's saying the thing that you're building, you got to just, you got to go bigger. In fact, the curtains of your tent, the, the place where people can look in on you and you can look out on the world, just make them wider and bigger because right now you're thinking too small. 
And then he emphasizes, do not, don't, don't make it smaller than it needs to be. Make it big, dream big, do the big thing, grow it as big as it can be. And then he says, as you're growing your vision, growing your business, growing your ministry, as you're do, as you're thinking about more, lengthen your cords. Now that is how a tent was actually secured to the ground so it could weather storms. He says, make sure that you put in the right kind of foundation and strengthen the anchors, the stakes that are going to hold it in place when difficult times come. The bottom line of this is this. (laughs) Think bigger. Build it bigger. Dream bigger. Do it bigger. Plan bigger. Don't hold back. Don't limit yourself or don't limit God. And then make sure you build it with foundational elements that will stand the test of time. That also sounds like more to me. The last scripture that comes to my mind in relationship to this idea of more, and believe me, there's so many others, but is John 10.10. Now, the first part of this scripture we don't like to talk about because the Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. Now, let me just point this out. I believe that the enemy of our life has one objective, and that is to steal from us, to kill our dreams, and to destroy whatever it is we're trying to build we do have an enemy but here's the here's the cool thing we already won the deal so whatever he tries to implement or bring to our life what he doesn't understand it's already been canceled so the enemy comes to steal to kill to destroy but jesus made this declaration jesus himself the son of god but i have come that you might have life to the full let's talk about full for a moment i i have in my hand a cup it's a very precious cup to me because it contains my coffee, and I love my coffee. But here's the piece. The size of my container determines the size of my flow. In other words, I can't put more in this container than the capacity of the container. And so when Jesus says that he came to give us life to the full, uh, there are different measurements of full. If you are a three-ounce shot glass, guess what? Anything that comes to you greater than three ounces is going to spill out on the floor and be wasted. If you're an eight-ounce glass or an eight-ounce cup, you can be full at eight ounces, but anything that's supposed to come your way that's more than eight ounces, you're going to lose it. You're going to miss it. So my job is to enlarge my territory. My job is to grow my capacity. My job is to work on me, which goes right back to mindset. My job is to actually make sure that my container is always being grown larger and bigger so that as more comes, as more money, more opportunities, more relationships, more blessings more contracts, more speaking engagements, whatever is more, whatever God has planned for my life, when that more shows up, I want to have the capacity to get full. More. Mindset and money. Opportunities and occupation. Recreation and rest. Exercise, energy, and effectiveness. My challenge to you is this. As we come toward a new season, a new beginning, as it were, will you please make up in your mind today that you're not going to settle for less? Let's start there. And secondly, would you please make up your mind today 
that the status quo is not good enough. You are going to take your life, your leadership to the next level more. Expect so much more. Well, you can find the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 202. And by the way, next week, we're going to continue in this series. And you won't want to miss that because we're going to go even deeper into this concept from several different angles. I want to encourage you, if you've not already done so, to subscribe to our weekly email updates. That's how we notify you when new posts are coming out, new opportunities, new events that we're hosting all of these types of things. And I promise you, we're not going to bang you around and, and bombard you with all kinds of spam stuff. We're just going to simply let you know what we're doing here at brianholmes.com from time to time. Also, if you'd share this episode with your friends on social media, if this resonated with you, and I believe it did, then I want you to, to right now take the time to go share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, wherever it is you hang out and do life with people. Get on the phone if you need to. Shoot, text somebody the link. But let somebody know that they can expect more in their life in this coming year. I want to announce to you that we have a couple of openings in our Strategic Influencers Mastermind Group. We just recently hosted our very first live event. And by the way, uh, just so you know, we our Mastermind Group meets every single week. It's a very powerful hour and a half together every week where I am facilitating conversation, mentoring. We are working on one another's businesses, helping each other to grow in our areas of life, business, ministry, life, all of that. It is so powerful. Three times a year, we get together in person and just do a deep dive together. That's two days in a room with me. And I tell you what, we just finished our first meeting and it was epic on every level imaginable. In fact, I took me a week to get over how good it was. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, I, I want to encourage you, if you have been considering or praying about or thinking about inquiring with us about this mastermind you've heard us talk about, now's the time. Because by the first of the year, we will have all the seats filled for this group. We're only taking 10 people total because we want to keep the group intimate and small. And if you're on the fence or if it's something you've been thinking about, now is the time to act. Go to brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind, one word, brianholmes.com forward slash mastermind. You'll find information there about it. And then also a button to click to submit a bit of an, a, a, an information type of a, a application so we know who you are. My assistant will set up a call with you, and we'll spend some time on the phone getting to know you. You'll get to know us. We'll make sure we have all your questions answered, and we'll see if you being a part of the group is a good fit. But I encourage you, if you're thinking about taking your life or your leadership to the next level, this is something you do not want to pass up. I have a few closing thoughts for you. Really, a couple of questions. Where are you on the spectrum of expectation? Do you want more? Are you willing to change your present mindset and your limiting beliefs in order to position yourself for all that's available to you in this new season? Do you see opportunity or do you maybe feel stuck in an occupation that you neither love nor enjoy? Do you take time? Have you taken time to recreate, to re-energize, re to renew your mind, renew your heart? What about simply taking care of you? 
Are you focused in your life on exercise, energy, effectiveness? These are things I'm asking you to consider. Here's what I know. God wants you to experience more. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.